0: Hey y'all, before we begin, I want to share with you that my online course, The Neurodiverse Classroom, is available now for elementary teachers. You can enroll anytime at learnwithdremilycom teachers. I created this course because every classroom is already a neurodiverse classroom. You became a teacher because you love watching students thrive, but you're starting to question if you can meet the needs of such a diverse group of learners. I see you you are emotionally exhausted, especially after the past three years, but you're not alone and I'm here to help. So if you're ready to learn how to connect with every student and unlock their spark for learning again, sign up at learnwithdoctoremily.com teachers. That's learnwithdoctoremily.com teachers. Okay, y'all let's start the show. Welcome to Learn with Dr. Emily, the podcast. This week on the podcast, we are gonna be talking to teachers about the key to beating burnout. And there's a free way to do this if you think about connecting with emotions. So I love bringing together parents and teachers to talk together about how we can better support our neurodivergent youth, our kids and teens who are diagnosed with an autism spectrum ADHD or anxiety difference. And if you followed me for a while, you have noticed that I used to just talk to parents and now I've brought teachers into our discussions. And this is intentional. I want us to all learn from each other and build collaborative relationships so that we can work together and better help our kids. So... This week I am launching a free video series for elementary educators, which is the inspiration for today's podcast and this week's blog post. And I hope parents listen in and teachers, this one is for you. So teachers, you are busy. You are asked to do too many things with too little time and energy. I'm here to remind you that you can find time for yourself. The most important thing to know is that a little bit of time will go a long way. So I hope you can join me inside the free video series for elementary educators this week to learn how to beat burnout. If you're already feeling burned out and it's only middle of October, I'm here for you. You'll only need to set aside about 15 minutes a day. You can join in later in the week if you are just listening to this. So videos are going to be coming to your inbox every morning this week, Friday's catch-up day, and then we will have a live call on Zoom this Saturday morning to have a QA and a and talk about things that are stressful and strategies that help. So let's get started. So if you're interested in finding more time for yourself, then you already understand that spending time alone or just spending time doing things that you have chosen to do is incredibly helpful to managing your energy. So inside the video series, I'm going to teach you how to notice the signs of burnout, how to prepare yourself for stress before it even happens and how to set boundaries around stressful situations. Imagine if you could figure out what your triggers are for you, what your stress triggers are get ahead of them, set boundaries when they happen so that you have the time and space to recover after feeling stressed. Here's how we can do it. So when we experience stress, most of us benefit from a change to our sensory system, like a deep belly breath, a cold drink of water, a warm cup of tea, going outside and breathing fresh air, feeling the sun on our skin, or standing up to stretch or walk. However, as adults, we often have deeply ingrained patterns of responding to stress that involve either numbing our feelings or overriding them. Let me explain. One example of numbing stress is when we grab sugar or carbs for a treat, even when we're not hungry. Instead, we're just distracting ourselves from feeling negative emotions. The dopamine that we feel in our brains immediately when we eat sugar and carbs, it makes us feel temporarily better. But if we ever do it, then we won't feel good later. Drinking alcohol is another example. So drinking alcohol will depress all of our sensory responses. So we feel less of everything. The trouble is we might feel less stress, but we're also potentially going to miss out on feeling the joy of things if we drink too much. So sometimes we try to override fatigue also by drinking caffeine to remain alert, rather than getting better sleep or moving our bodies more often. So listen, I love coffee, coffee is one of my favorite things, so I'm not suggesting that you forego it, or sugar and carbs for that matter. I'm just pointing out that there's a connection to be aware of. Caffeine is not the only way to perk up, and if we have too much of it, we can feel jittery and anxious, which doesn't really help us in the long run. So what does help us in the long run is really taking a look at our sleep and our movement patterns as a systemic solution to becoming more resilient to stress over time. Hey all I'm excited to announce that registration is now open for my Summer Workshops for Elementary Educators. We will be joining each other live via Zoom on Wednesday mornings in July to learn about reframing behavior, designing social-emotional lesson plans, how to write social stories that work, and also how to teach children about each other's neurodiversity. To learn more, go to learnwithdoctoremily.com summer. Now back to the show. Next, I want you to pay attention to the child inside. What I mean by that is think about and ask yourself, what do you think about when stress happens and what do you think about when you remember yourself as a child and how you felt when stress happened then? This might seem unrelated, but it's not. It's actually extremely related. So many of us have deeply ingrained patterns of stress responses that are a culmination of both our temperament and our life experiences thus far. For instance, when met with stress, some people dismiss or minimize their feelings as a protective strategy. This is often rooted in a parent saying to you as a child, oh, you're fine, or it's not a big deal, when you felt like it actually was a very big deal. These types of minimizing comments are not harmful to every child, but they do stick with some of us. If you have an internal voice that's shaming you for feeling your feelings, Think through how your caregivers used to talk to you about feelings when you were younger. There might be some clues there. Some of us have anxious temperaments, and when faced with stress, become more hypervigilant. Hyper we might jump into problem-solving or focus on perfectionism to avoid negative emotions by making sure there's a solution to everything, just in case. These are the young children who are pretty crafty with coming up with solutions to avoid conflicts at all costs. But experiencing conflict actually helps us develop a healthy tolerance to our feelings. We need to mess up, feel disappointed, cope with those feelings, and then find a better way for next time. Both dismissing our feelings and avoiding them through perfectionistic problem solving are exhausting strategies and not emotionally sustainable over time. Here's a better way. What's incredibly important to know is that research has shown us that feelings that we experience after an event, like a negative comment or a mistake we've made or a person just annoying us, those feelings typically only last about 90 seconds. If we can tune into that feeling, allow it to happen to us, remember that it's temporary, and move through it, we end up releasing it rather than trapping it inside our body. Trapping feelings in our body is exactly what leads to emotional fatigue, chronic stress, and burnout. For a deeper look and for tips for strengthening your resilience as an educator to these negative emotions you might feel throughout the school day, go ahead and register for the free video series that'll be delivered to your inbox um, starting Today if you all if you register on Monday you'll be able to have access to Monday and Tuesday tomorrow. So if you register before Friday you'll get all of the videos into your inbox by Friday and you'll have Friday to catch up. You'll also be able to join me for our live Zoom call Saturday morning from 9 30 to 10 30 Eastern Standard Time in the morning. We'll have a Q&A and discussion with like-minded elementary educators just like you. So head over to com slash beat burnout and let's stay connected.